0: From the front line.
1: It's not going to work, man.
0: From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We, we are, are the, the Forum, Forum for the fans. fans. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve.
2: Yeah, we're on the phone for the fans, the Bleed Blue Show, the ring podcast with Ranger Proud, Glenn and Scott, myself, Steve, Blue Shirts Lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, you know, I still like to play the games on the road if you ask me, <laughs> but uh, we've got to get the guys on, get their thoughts. Uh, uh, com is our website. Audio archive episodes on Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, these are... Um, Last week of episodes for all of our shows so for the hockey this week, basketball on Wednesday, football on Thursday. As we go to another week of a hiatus in between Christmas and New Year's, got to get our thoughts out on what we happened or what what happened in this game. Uh, you know, I you know Rangers have played good hockey, and you know it's you know unfortunate we didn't get the win tonight uh, versus a team that's right there in the standings with us. Um, I, I don't know what the hell I got to, I, I turned the TV off, but I, uh, don't know what happened on that end or why the refs didn't call a penalty, uh, the, the, pretty much the takedown down, uh, Mika Zbigniewicz heading to the net. Like what were the why did the refs swallow the whistle? But, uh, let's get the guys on and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, Glenn, so, hello, how you doing? And Jim, we get Scott. We'll have this conversation and get this thing popping, man. What's going on, Glenn? How are you doing,
3: man? Oh, I'm doing okay, Steve, despite the uh, loss tonight. We see the end of the uh, seven-game winning streak. Uh, I thought it was a very competitive game between two well-matched teams, which we already know based on the, that uh, playoff series in the first round last year. Um, Rangers, unfortunately, uh, lose both ends of the uh, – uh, special teams battle tonight, penalty kill couldn't kill, the power play had no power, and, uh, you know, they still uh, made a good comeback and, and uh, made a good game of it right to the end. I mean, I agree with you, that play at the end, uh, I mean, if that wasn't a trip, I, I mean, you can see the stick on the skate, you could see the, the, the skate uh, kind of get moved out a little bit. Uh, so I don't know what the referee is looking at, but, Uh, You know, I'm I'm used to that type of officiating in uh, Pittsburgh going back to the uh, Mario Lemieux days, so I can't say I'm really surprised, but, um, you know, so the Rangers try and uh, get back on the horse and uh, see if they can get back on a winning uh, note before the holidays uh, against the Islanders on Thursday night.
2: All right, cool. Shout out to you, Glenn.
3: Thank you very much, sir. And of course, Scott,
2: what up, man? How you doing? Uh, that's a bad was, game? Not a bad uh, game, but, uh, but what's your thoughts, man? How you doing, there uh,
0: All right, all right. Uh, you know, the winning streak had to come to an end eventually. Uh, didn't have to come to an end tonight. I don't think they played badly. Um, yeah, as Glenn said, the special teams were special tonight. Uh, they lost both ends of it, and yeah, I... It, I know that they usually tighten up games as far as the officiating goes in the third period. But you have to call that. You know, we're not talking about uh, you know a hold in front of the net that you know might get not called late in the game. That was a blatant trip. That was a borderline penalty shot. Uh, terrible, terrible non-call. Uh, you know, as Pittsburgh is going to get a lot of the times, as we've seen. So all right, what can you do? Back on the horse, uh no rest, no west for the reary, as uh the Islanders are up next and uh we're already owing two on them, so uh maybe maybe it's a somewhat if there's a silver lining, uh, that they got the pressure of knowing that you're going to lose eventually when you have a winning streak like that, uh maybe there's a silver lining that they got it out of the way and they can you know, move on and move ahead and not have that hanging over their heads, not, not have a target on their backs uh, with the Islanders coming to town. So it is, you know, I'm just trying to put a positive spin on it. Uh, it
2: is what it is. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, Kind of seen the story earlier in the season before where you guys heard me say it to you guys when we were at the game on over the weekend, where you have all these goals scored. Well, we didn't know it up up until this point, but the following night after the Rangers beat the Flyers, they went to Chicago and just put up seven on West Madison in Chicago on the Blackhawks, and and then they go to the next road game like you know just didn't have enough scoring, uh, you know to give you. Shister- is some sort of chance I'm mean, sure Sturkin could do all what he can do. i mean i thought he he had uh he got screened on one goal redirected on another goal, and the Crosby kind of uh out of the uh you know uh, in transition just on an island you know and and that that's all the offense that Pittsburgh needed to get past the Rangers tonight where Rangers didn't have their chance it felt like the Rangers controlled. The first half of this game, and then when they could not get that extra goal to put him away, not even put it away, but in insurance, to, uh, just to give a cushion, it gave, and then the penalty started coming, like Glenn said, and then next thing you know, uh, you saw the Malcolm Power play goal, and then you saw um, uh, the, the, the rust, the redirection, that was a fantastic goal by him on the redirection. And let's go to get, bring our RP, because RP will be leading the conversation tonight. Ranked podcast with Ranger Proud. Of course, with Ranger Proud. And, of course, Forever Blue Shirts and Empire Sports Media. Sir, I will be deferring to you. I will uh, pass the microphone to you, sir, man. With the Rangers lose to the Penguins. Scott Glenn is with us. Uh, let's talk about it, man. Go for it, bro.
1: Yeah, how's it going, guys? Uh, looks like you had a good time anyway. in Philadelphia last weekend. I was a little envious, but I'm glad you guys enjoyed. i can see a good game. We got, um, next time, we got you next time. You know, tonight, tonight's game was, we always talk about goalies stealing the wins, and, and I believe Jarry stole that win tonight because they totally dominated in the second period and just couldn't get that second goal. They dominated the second half of the third period, but at that point, we were already down 3-1. And, you know, it, it's going to happen. The biggest problem is that all of us despise the Penguins. So we take the loss a uh a little bit harder than than any other loss other than maybe the Islanders. So, um, I don't know. Stemming game winning streak, they moved up well in the standings. Uh, Scott, what do you think was the the catalyst to that winning streak?
0: Um, did not expect to uh, be on the hot seat that early on. Uh, <laughs> I got to go after the
1: main guy there. <laughs>
0: Appreciate it. Um
3: <laughs> I, 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 mean, <laughs> I, I hey, think that I'll, I'll help you out, Scott. Scott, I, I'll help you out there. Um, I, I mean, you know, I I don't know if this is really it, but uh, it seems like the 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 moment that Truba flung his helmet against the boards and told him to wake up, that mm. uh, that's when this winning streak started. And yeah, I mean that that may that may be the best thing that a Ranger captain did since. Uh, another captain, I forget his name, uh, guaranteed a game six against the devils in 94. <laughs> which, 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 I mean, I'm not putting it on the same level because I mean, that was to me, uh, kind of the most incredible athletic achievement considering the, the moments and the pressure that I've ever seen in any sport. But, um, I, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. This team just, they woke up fr- from that point on. And, uh, You know, we all kind of laughed about it at the time and said, man, you know, good for him. But uh, because it didn't really take hold right away in in that game. Um, But uh, as much as anything, I I really think they all just woke up. Uh, They all just decided enough of this. And, uh, you know, we know this team's got talent. We know this team has pride. Um, We know this team's got a lot of fight in it. And maybe there was just a collective uh, smack in the face and said uh, we, we're we going to, you know, doom ourselves if we don't wake up quick. And uh, uh, as much as anything, uh, I think it could be that. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I agree. There's definitely something to be said for that. I mean, we're so used to not having a captain that when we finally do um, – you know, all eyes fall on the captain when the team is slumping like that, especially when it's a team that we know is a lot better than that. You know, if you if you're if you're in a rebuild, you know what the team is. Then the way that they handled the first fifteen games or so, uh, so be it. But we, you know, this is a conference finals team that is looking to take the next step. So, uh, all eyes fall on the captain, and we haven't uh, had that. Uh, Fall guy, not fall guy. That's the wrong term. But you know what I mean. That, that go-to guy, uh, you know, to, to spark the team, and he did. Um, you know, remember when they when they named him captain, and people were saying, "Well, why not Kreider? Why not Spanajad, And uh, apparently, when when the players started coming out and saying, you know, it, it was Truba from day one. It, it was never not going to be Truba. Uh, that's what he brought to the locker room, and he. Definitely, uh, you know, is acting like a captain and got this team together. I think they were tired of losing. I think they knew as far, just as much as we did that they were a better team than the first uh, eighth or so of the season would indicate. Um, you know, and, and he got that uh, – in, in, in the locker room, I'm, I will definitely give him because, because obviously, you know, we love assigning blame, whether it be a captain, a coach, whoever. We we love assigning blame, so we got to give the props where to do as well. We'll call it. Uh, we'll call it my uh, this year's Kreider moment.
1: And what do you think
2: about that, Steve? Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. Uh, uh, I agree. Like, was, was the catalyst of the winning streak? Well, I thought a lot of the winning streak. Was due to the main issue, the top two issues I had with this team when they were up and down, up and down, which was protect the puck. Uh, they've done that a lot better in these games, winning game in these games. Now, even going back to the Philly game, you guys, when you watch that, like the nonchalantness of the Panarin turnover, like carelessness, the uh, the shiviness of that play. It, it, you gotta, I, I know you're a talented player, but you gotta eliminate the cute stuff. And when the Rangers mm-hmm. just play fast and smart and and, and just execute, they—I mean—they're one of the better teams. We all know this. They just gotta just do it. Um, th- that was the biggest thing for me, and also the defense uh, just being better with that. And they they actually played better. Like the Leaves game is a perfect example. I thought that was a, a, a tall tale since the last time we talked last week, where they played a lot better defense. Um, and, 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 and if when they step that game up and it turns into the offense and like, another perfect example was Keonji Miller uh play what he did uh turned the defense into offense all by himself in the uh in the Philly game um so if they do that and we know they're capable of doing that um uh, they'll they'll rack up a lot of 2 point wins and they're going to need to because I know jerseys kind of stumbling a little bit Pittsburgh's right there uh Carolina's Carolina um, I'm kind of happy, you know, with this win streak RP. And uh, yeah. the defense for me was the biggest catalyst just to turn that up a little bit. It, it was non-existent from all of the season for the most part, or to, the, to their capabilities.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And then I gather you have to talk about the, the turning point I thought of this game was the just horrific penalty Sammy Blaze took at the end of the second that resulted in a Brian Russ with like 13 seconds left to go in the period to get the Penguins a 2-1 lead. He's, he's got to know to control himself, and, and the coach has to know, he has to be held accountable like Zach Jones was when he was here or when Libra Hayek makes a mistake. you you In a tight game when you're you're one goal away from probably opening up the floodgates, you can't give this team a late power play because they just have too much firepower, and that's what happened. And instead of going into the third period, tied at one where the Rangers have like a, 9-2-1 record or 9-2-4 record, they go down a goal, and turns out they wound up losing the game by a goal. So uh, what did you guys think about that play and that whole what, what transpired after that?
3: Yeah, I thought that, that uh, penalty was totally uncalled for. Um, I, I didn't see it happen live. You know, it was kind of the camera was kind of off the play. And Micheletti made it kind of sound like, uh, I forget who the player was on Pittsburgh that, uh, you know, he, he checked lay, but then kind of wouldn't let him go or, you know, was kind of pushing him around a little bit. But when I saw the replay, it wasn't that bad. And uh, no. that was really not a penalty that you want to take because uh, to me, Pittsburgh, like, uh, like you said, RP, I think the first 30 minutes of the game, the Rangers really controlled the play by a good margin. Uh, And I thought Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh was starting to get their game together in the second period. And, uh, uh, you know, then they got those two power plays, one of those on that Sammy blade play. And uh, then they really took the momentum from there and, and took the game away from the Rangers for the next, you know, probably uh, 10 minutes of the second period and uh, uh, well into the third. Um, I thought the Rangers, you know, fought back and got back in the game had some good opportunities but uh, you know, I mean, they they went from being up one nothing to to being down three to one, and uh, you know, then they got a fight back. They came back quick, but no, I thought that that penalty uh, uh, that Blaze took was uh, really kind of uncalled for. I, I didn't think that what what happened was that bad that he had to go and uh, you know, kind of
1: kind of punch the guy, and it really put the Rangers in a hole there. Yeah, the, the Rangers special team. We, we lost that special team battle this year. They were. What, 0 for 3 on the power play and 2 for 3 on the penalty kill, and that was the difference in the game. That seems to be the ongoing conversation of of the team. It, it, it's like different areas in the Falter at different times. So now the team's playing good. They're starting to score some 5-on-5 five five goals, but now all of a sudden our strongest points becoming our, going on our ass with the special teams on both sides of it. So, I mean, do do you think they just have to keep? plugging along what they're doing or is another change needed to get the special teams going? Cause through this whole seven game streak, it's been mainly five on five and even strength goal scoring. they've scored some power play goals here and there, but it hasn't been as dominated as, you know, as we were looking for in that. So what do you guys think?
3: I mean, the power play had been doing really well up until, uh, up until tonight. Um, so I don't know necessarily that you got to go making a bunch of changes. Uh, I've said in the last couple of weeks, I would like to see uh, guys like Lafreniere and Kako uh, and Filipedal uh, get a little more time on the power play than you know the 30 seconds that they usually get on the tail end of one. Um, you know, I'd like to see it maybe split more a minute for the first group and a minute for the second group. I mean, I don't think we can really complain uh, about you know both the the power play and the PK uh, for the last seven games. Um, so I'm not sure that you got to, you know, uh, kind of get a little frantic and, and make all kind of changes. And I, don't, I know Gallant, uh, Gallant likes to tinker with, with the lines and everything. Uh, but I mean, you know, let's see what happens in the Islander game. I mean, it's, it's one game. So, uh, and both of those units have been doing well up to that point. So, uh, I mean, I'm kind of thinking just, keep it together and, and let's see what happens in the next game or two. And uh, if he's got to shake things up a little, then, you know, go ahead and shake things up. But I wouldn't do that quite yet.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Steve, going? anybody else or something in there? Oh, I was
2: going to, Scott, Scott could go and I'll go after Scott.
1: Come on, Scott, let's see you, uh- brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um- I'm, I'm I'm in agreement there.
0: I can't really complain about the power play. Um, even, even tonight, I mean, they didn't score. Uh, 0 for three is 0 for three, but uh, at least they, they to, to quote the great Av, uh, they had great looks. They got some great looks <laughs> on the power play. They had sustained pressure. Um, you know, you, you got to get more shots, and you know, they didn't really have anything that you know that that almost you know. Like, oh, how does that not go in? You know, one of those in the power play. They didn't really have one of those moments, but they did have sustained pressure. They got into the zone. They set it up. They weren't terrible power plays. They just couldn't generate that great shot. Um, but, yeah, and and, and also over, over the stretch, yeah, it's been, it's been very good. So, you know, this is one of those games where you point to a couple moments. It could have been, should have been one of those games. But, you know, those are going to happen. Better now than the playoffs. Well, at
2: least on the Absolutely. positive RP, at least on the positive, like you said, the even strength is being bumped up a little bit. You know, it's being a little bit better. Uh, that's something that we've been talking about all all season: how to get the five on five uh, to be more efficient and. It's almost like, okay, if that goes up, then something's going to take a hit, or can we can we get something to always go up? Like, can we sustain the power play even in the PK specialties? Even though I thought during the Wednesday it's actually been all right, but tonight, I thought even – I even give credit to Pittsburgh more, RP. I thought that was an excellent screen, and there was nothing Shostakim could do about mm. that.
1: That's oh, no, no, absolutely that was a great, great, great
2: execution yeah. by Pittsburgh, and even in the redirection with Russ. I mean, that was a fantastic uh-huh. one. So those are two goals right there. I guess it's the, to you guys' points as far as getting or staying out of the box, and then um, you know the, the was it the Sammy Blay uh, uh, penalty with, 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 with Brock McGinn or something like that that happened uh, in that that period. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of. I mean that's a two, it's almost a two edged sword. You had that. You had that call late in that second period, and then we had the call that and work in working our favor or non call. So you know, refs kind of kind of jerked this on the road tonight, but um, I mean, seven game win streak. We could take that and we could let's do another seven, eight, nine win game streak. Um, but, but I, 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 the silver lining I'm taking out of that RP to answer your question, the five or five actually played well, I and mean, let's see if, if that could, let's see if yeah. it can keep up with what we have been specialized in for the last couple of seasons with the PK. And and, and I think that is kind of like our strength, our our enormous strength. And then actually add on to what we were saying with the the addition with Vincent Trocek with winning these face-offs. I mean, these are, I mean, he's got, he's got sitting right now with with him in that uh, lineup, just to control the puck and and, and keep pace and not turn uh, turn it over to the other team. So, um, uh, there's just, there's, we can regroup and uh, rebound, I, to be honest with you RP and we'll go back to you um, I don't, I feel more confident on the road honestly with these te- with this team playing for I some reason say that. even tonight, I don't, even if that win versus the Leafs um, very good win, or the Blues either or. but the, it's the swagger uh on the road. It goes back to that Vegas game that, even the Avalanche game. I know those guys were down, a couple of those guys, but that's not our p- The point is, it was the, the way we came out and took it to these teams, and taking it to a lot of these teams, even in Pittsburgh. For, for first, Within the first minute, you know, Kreider with that, that goal, the the, the, the the it's kind of like a sharp angle, you know, to get off to the nice lead. Even that troll check, right. um, splitting the, the defender and finding Kreider, to, 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 to cut the yeah. lead to one. The the bang bang in that yo know? like so there was some positivity uh, I liked even in this loss and then, then they had helps you know with a little bit from the ref RP so you know I, I'm liking mm-hmm. it I just want to see how they could keep it up and, and and go forward man and um but yeah I would like to see the, the PK in particular you know keep up during how it was during the win streak uh, during the win streak, like what Gwyn said now now we go up.
1: Somehow the hockey gods screwed Rangers fans and this is the last Ranger Islander game of the season on Thursday night at MSG. I don't oh, know yeah. how we're only playing them three times. It it used to play it used to be played them seven times in a season. And I guess all of this equal balancing crap. Probably the one of the best libraries in hockey it gets three games and they're all in the first half of the season. Yeah. So you, you go into uh, you go into Thursday night game. The Rangers and the number one wild card spot. And the Islanders three points behind in the number two. As of tonight, the Islanders have a nine and seven two road record, and the Rangers are only seven six and four at home. It's going to be another nail by the kind of game. The, these two teams always <laughs> find a way to make it close, or the Islanders just blow us out. But it's never an out. <laughs> but you know. But uh, what do you guys think? This, this, can this be the start of another winning streak? Um, in a game in December, is it really as relevant that the fans believe it is to the players? What do you guys think about that?
3: Yeah, I'll step in. I mean, I I, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Scott. Oh. I think that
0: this is a different team. I think they're uh, they're they're reinvigorated. They've got that swagger back. They've got that confidence back. Um, and I think another win streak is in order. I would love to start it off against the <laughs> the Islanders. The 0 and two. They absolutely have to win that game. That, that is the proverbial must win game uh, thus far of the regular season. Um, because what you don't want to do is start another losing streak. You know, you win seven games, right. yes, you're, you're, all, you're going to lose one eventually, you're allowed to lose one, okay, it happened. Uh, so what you don't want to do is put back-to-back back and get swept by the Islanders. Swe- getting swept by the Islanders is, is completely unacceptable, especially now that we are supposed to be the better team. But, uh, RP, you, um, that's something we talked about uh, uh, down in Philly uh, around the uh the, the campfire uh literally literal campfire discussion uh <laughs> by the fire pit we talked about how with the schedule now they um you know with adding seattle into the mix you yeah there's a lot of rivalries uh i, I had gone down the list uh and i don't know what it did with that list but um i think boston montreal is also three games uh yeah there, there were a few of them and so all right, I will pose a question to you. Uh to fix that, my suggestion would be to keep the home and away uh you know both arenas for the Western Conference. I like that, but you have to cut down. Uh, I would cut down the Atlantic. I mean, yeah, I'd like to, you know Boston rivalry too, but they're not in our division. So I would like to you know you've got those uh, our, our three games as well. So I would like to cut those down to two, and then you can reinstate mm-hmm. the fourth game with everybody in our division. I guess an al- possible alternative, if you want to keep those Atlantic uh, division uh, games, like playing Boston three times a year, um, you know Buffalo, etc. Uh, the I guess the alternative would be to take one away from the West, and then you only have them. Right. There, there was a time when we were when they were doing that. Yes, yeah. uh, only one because yeah, we I, were I playing like the uh, mm-hmm. you know the. We are playing the interdivision teams like seven, eight times. It was a little bit overkill, I thought. So I guess my question would, would for you would be, um, <clears throat> how would you remedy? The, I, I would ask a, a third option of do you like it the way it is, but you already expressed your displeasure at that, mm-hmm. rightfully so. I think we're all, we all have displeasure at that. So I guess to remedy that, would you strip a game away from the Atlantic uh, and keep the home-and-home home mm-hmm. in the West or get rid of one of the West?
1: I would get rid of one of the West. I think conference games and division games are more important than the West games. So I would alternate it every year. We go to Seattle this year one game, then one game they come here. Seattle will get more conference and divisional games. Our division and conference get more division and conference games, and I think it makes for better hockey. I don't see – I would rather see the Rangers battle the Devils, the Penguins, the Islanders a few more times than going to see Arizona and Seattle. I mean, two points is two points, but I think the games are better within the conference and within the division. I think there's more fight, there's more tenacity, and that's what people want to see. So I, I would much rather that. I I can't stand that after after Thursday we won't see the Islanders unless it's a playoff game until next October or November. It's just absurd. It's it's not the way. It's just not the way it's supposed to be. So I, I would go that route. I would like to see the Rangers, and, and I like personally, I like. The problem you were saying, Scott, was that the if you take away some of the uh, the Atlantic and, and, and the digital games in our conference, you're going to miss out on some original six teams. You're not going to have Boston. You're not going to have Toronto. So you're not going to – you know what I'm saying? You, you want to keep that, that original six drama going, which I think fans really get into. So I, I would just separate a little bit the west and the east side of it and try it for a season and see how it works. No, no, that's fair. Yeah,
0: there were there were two options. Um, me personally, I liked the keeping the home and away with, with the West. I liked playing everybody at least once in in, in both in every arena. Uh, and also something I just considered: um, if you take away having to go somewhere in the uh, in, in the West, like like let's just say for one, one season you don't have the L.A. trip or you don't have the Western Canada trip, that kind of makes things unbalanced amongst the other teams because other teams mm-hmm. are you know that that western trip takes now that now you add seattle in the mix you could have four games yeah uh, we, we did have four games uh uh when we do western canada seattle's part of that. so now it's four games out there so that's you know over a week time change if if not every team is doing that and some teams are that's to me that that adds an unfair advantage but on the other hand not everybody's schedule has to be exactly the same. I mean, the NFL, you know, yeah. not everybody's playing the, yeah. the same schedule, obviously. So, yeah, uh, just throwing out suggestions and, and whatnot. So, okay, fair enough. You want to cut down on the West and keep the uh, the other division because it is also conference. I opt the other way. Uh, anyone else?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, if I look at it uh, coldly, um, I would agree with what RP says. You want to see more te- more games in the uh, division, more games in the conference, uh, kind of makes it, uh, you know, more competitive. Y- you can even build rivalries a little bit with the teams in the Atlantic, the, you know, the Bruins or Florida. or Rangers already kind of have a, a rivalry with Tampa to, to me. Um, mm-hmm. So if I look at it coldly, then I would say, okay, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean – that means we've got to see Columbus a couple extra times or uh, you know Philly a couple extra you know the bad teams too, uh, but if I look at it as when I had season tickets, I like seeing those teams come in from the west I, I liked seeing those old uh, Edmonton teams uh, or you know Timo Solani or uh, Bore when he was with Vancouver. Um, I liked seeing those teams came in uh, come into the garden Chicago for me was always a game I was going to get to no matter what the weather was or whatever I was doing. So, um, to me, as a a fan, a season ticket holder, and I know we're only talking about however many season ticket holders there are, um, but I I used to like, as a fan, going to the game, seeing those teams come in. But if I'm just going to look at it as a cold, uh, what works best, um, I would probably – you know, go along with RP and, say, pile us up on the on the division and the, the conference games because, you know, that's, I mean, the finals are the East against the West. So, you know, uh, right. let the East play uh, – the, the East, the Atlantic, and the Metro play as much <laughs> as possible. Give you a little look at the teams out West. Uh, but for the most part, keep it, you know, kind of in-house and uh, let those teams battle to uh, – uh, you know, to to get to the conference final and get eventually to the Stanley Cup final. So I'm kind of on the fence either way, but it depends on how I look at it. Yeah, to uh, answer
2: your question, RP, uh, real quick, uh, yeah, obviously for me it would be. De- I agree with more division games. I mean, what's the point of having divisions if you're not playing more division games? Like if you're going to play an unbalanced schedule to get rid of the divisions, and that's my theory in any sport you know i had these talks on on the hoop side of things where okay if you want to play all these teams and all this all of this travel i i always thought you know the divisions is an outdated concept treated like you no know, soccer, treated like American football, uh, t- treated like, like worldwide football, get rid of the divisions if you want to play this unbalanced schedule stuff. So if you're going to have divisions, play stack up division games. Earn your keep in your pool based on the region that you play. So in ours, it would be the Metropolitan, play more games versus the Islanders, Devils, all the teams you're uh-huh. supposed to that regionally close to. I mean, that that's logically how I look at that. And as far as the Islanders, to answer your question, you said uh, something about uh, how we're going to play against them this Thursday after losing to them twice early in the year and this is our last game versus them well i mean it's crazy how things quickly turn around right rp uh you know the last time we played the uh islanders we were up three to one right <laughs> and the, 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 one of the, the catalysts of losing that game was giving up those three unanswered goals uh and losing Uh-oh. that game at home and to me, the Islanders were playing their better hockey around Thanksgiving. Definitely in the month of November, but definitely around Thanksgiving week, where things have kind of quickly turned around, because ever since uh, they lost to Carolina, they lost to Boston, they went to Boston and lost. I actually watched that game when they played at Arizona for some reason. I'm watching this Arizona. Islanders go to, uh, you know, they play in that small arena against the Coyotes, and I literally watched that game, and they lost that game. I don't call it a trap game if you want because they played the Vegas Golden Knights the very next night and they beat them but then came back and lost to Colorado. So um, they played some tough teams in there and where the Rangers, we kind of, you know, outside of, you know, there were some cupcakes in there but we beat, you know, we played a very good Toronto Maple Leafs team and they really, the test didn't lie to me, RP. I thought we played very well versus Toronto. So I think this time around versus, you know, the Islanders last game, of, of, you know, the season versus them. Um, I think I think we have a little bit better mojo where they're kind of like uh, – they're kind of on a little bit of a stumbling right now. But as far as up until this point, RP, they're actually neck and neck and damn near everything right now as far as what they've done up until this point versus what we have. Meaning, you know, we're literally neck and neck and goals a game. We're um, – You know, the power play, we're a little bit better. We actually should be a top-ten team. I don't know why we're, like, almost, like, the top end of the middle of the pack where they're kind of, like, at the bottom end of the middle of the pack. They're, like, 21st in the league. We're, like, 12th or something like that, right? But the uh, face-offs, we're, like, right there in the middle, both of us, like, as far as winning face-offs. Goals allowed, we're tied in the league, you you know, as a team. Um, but I, I was, you know, definitely Shosturkin's going to be in next so, in that. So that so that really is curved up due to you know the backup goalie, and then um, you know, the penalty kill or neck and neck. Both teams are like back like sixth and seventh in the league in penalty kill. I mean, we're literally you know this was a video game like we're both Ken and Ryu up until this point this season. We're literally a mirror of each other for the most part in every statistical team category. So. I but the difference as of right now is based off what we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks, the Rangers have played a lot better than the Islanders have. So I expect the Rangers to beat the Islanders. They shouldn't lose to the Islanders based off how we've been playing, based off how we've been executing a lot better, and basically how the, the Islanders have kinda you know, they kinda stumbled a little bit over the last couple of weeks. That we should get we should get
1: at least one out on of this three. One out of these three? Well, i very <laughs> of you this time. I mean, I mean we got to. One we out gotta of
2: three. We got to get the homers going. I don't
1: know. But it's a home must game. Get two out of three. Yeah, no, no, one out of three, I think, I'm going to cut it because then they jump right into a firefight in January with their schedule. They have a lot of games that are all over the place. Florida on New Year's Day, Carolina, or Montreal, the Devils. A lot of home games, the Rangers have to start winning at home if they're going to make any impact. Yeah, They really do. They have, in January, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven home games. It's 14 points up for grabs. What? And they still have two more home games this year before mm-hmm. the end of the year the and they finish off in Tampa. So they need to start fighting away because 7-6 and whatever it was is, is not going to cut it.
2: I mean, they did have the, you know, the, the St. Louis game, R.P., you said that uh, you didn't like how the defense was in that game, but even though they outscored uh, St. Louis in the shutout, I mean, not I'm a shutout, a shootout, but then yeah. Yeah, that was a nice win they they had against the Devils. Like, they were down, and they came back. And then the Toronto game, to me, was, I think, the second biggest win at home this season behind the opener versus the Lightning. So they did have, they hit one, what, three in a row at home up until this point, and then now they got the Islanders, right. so... I, I I don't. and see, We've seen crazy things before because we when he, almost damn there. Wrote this. I want to say I wrote them all. We talking about firing. Not not you guys, but Ranger Twitter talking about firing head coaches and and we should sell the you know off on that. the team. It, this, this was just a conversation three weeks ago with Ranger fans. So, you know, uh-huh. it's crazy how this league is. Like jerseys just stumbling. The Islanders is week to week. You know, just got to keep up. Got to gotta gotta just continue that. Yeah, you have to be consistent. That,
1: that's what it comes down to. Like they were last year, you lost games, you know lose three four or five in a row. you need to be lose one or two and then you know get yourselves out of the sand and start winning again. So we'll see if they can do that now starting Thursday
3: right on well, and the thing is too, you know uh somebody had mentioned before, if you thought that uh you know the the team uh thinks these games right now are as important as the fans do um. You know, you, you see right now how this division is tightening up. Uh, there are six teams within eight points. And, uh, you know, I think Carolina leapfrogged the Devils tonight. Pittsburgh leapfrogged the Rangers tonight. And you're going to be seeing a lot of that with uh, with these teams bunched together. So, um, I mean, every game is important. And, you know, when you look back, especially at some of those home games, um You know, we talked about this last week, the points that they've left on the table against uh, teams that they should have beaten, those points, as we know, come back to haunt you. Uh, So, you know, they're going to have a tougher road ahead because they've played a lot of those bad teams already and they've lost points to them. So, uh, you know, this team's always been good on the road. This group of players, they were last year. Uh, Let's remember they won two game sevens on the road last year. Uh, so this team has always more than held its own on the road, but you're right. The key is they got to start winning at home. And I don't know why uh, that's, uh, you know, that's become an issue for this team, but uh, they need to make up points. And because uh, uh, you can fall behind very quickly the way this uh, this division is bunched together. And when you look at, you know, over on the other side, uh, you know, you got Tampa and Toronto that are, you know, right in the, 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 same amount of points, uh, that, uh, you know, all the teams in the, in the Metro are, and you got Florida who is lagging behind a little bit, but you know, you, you, you kind of feel like they should be a better team. They're just not getting very good goaltending. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I think the players should be feeling that these games are important, no matter what the calendar says, because, uh, um, you know, you can, you can fall behind very quickly, with how these teams are bunched together. And and I'm sure they know that, and I'm I'm sure the coaching staff is, uh, you know, trying to uh, balance putting too much pressure on them, but also making sure they're aware, you know, uh, of the situation. And I'm sure as players they are. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, the key is winning at home. They've always been good on the road. If they can start winning at home, they'll be in real good shape.
1: Very true. Very true. Early, you know, so. one thing
3: I wanted to mention, one thing I wanted to mention, too, that you guys, we had brought up before about what uh, what kind of started this team getting on the role that they're on. And, you know, I mentioned the, the Truba thing, and we all think that that did have something to do with it. But I think also what's had to do with it is that uh, uh, the kids, Lafreniere, Kako, and Hedl, are actually starting to produce points. Um, you know, we, we – we always said, Oh, you know, he looked good, he looked he looked better, he's improving, you can see it but they weren't producing points. And now they're starting to do that and that just adds length to to the uh to the lineup. Because now you can put Trochek and, and Kreider uh, on a third line with whoever you you like, whether it's VZ or uh uh Kraftsauf or whoever it may be, and that really gives you three solid lines that can
1: produce. Uh,
3: I think I heard tonight that Trochek's got uh, 12 points in the last eight games. Uh, Kreider finally, you know, scored a couple of goals tonight. So, uh, you know, you got three lines that you could throw out there that are uh, actually producing points. And uh, hopefully this continues so Galant doesn't have to tinker too much. Uh, And then you can put together, uh, you know, a really good fourth line like we we were talking last week where this line, uh, you know, has, has kind of changed on the fly, where before you were talking about, uh, you know, guys like Reeves and Carpenter kind of plodding along and, you know, doing it. Now you've got a team with Brzezinski out there, a line with Brzezinski out there, and uh, Gauthier uh, that's got some talent, that's got some offensive capability, uh, has a lot of speed. Uh, and, and, you know, that line has really turned over from what it was at the start of the season. So I think if you look at, at the, the four lines now, um, you know, you're looking at a team that actually is better than it was when the season started. So, uh, I think that's another reason why, uh, you know, this has turned around and they've got rolling on this street cause you got, uh, you know, the, the kids producing points instead of just, you know, looking good. And, uh, a fourth line that uh, really can put pressure on the other team. So I think they've really lengthened the whole lineup uh, with the guys that they have in there now.
1: Yeah, I agree with you with that. They, uh, they don't want to be called the kid line anyway, but that's for another day. Right. You no, to I tried. Did I meme. call
3: them that? I was trying not to call them that. Did I call them that, RP? I,
1: I didn't mean Let to. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't care what we call them, as long as they keep scoring, they could tell because You line, got it. He's the lion. <laughs> just put the puck in the net. You got it. But, uh, <laughs> all right, Steve. So, so I guess at this point we go on final thoughts. Or oh, man. You want, I mean, you oh, no, 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 no. We have uh, plenty of time. 4, oh,
2: four a.m. Four a. A.
1: Four a. Yeah. comes really early, boys. Oh, I got, so, I
2: got you. I got you. All right, cool. We can get the if, final thoughts. If, cool.
1: you want, you guys. You guys can keep shooting the shit and talking it all, and I'll start off, and I'll catch you guys. We're off next week. Oh, no, tonight. no, 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 no. Oh, no we, 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 we get our a final thoughts. Oh, no, mm. I'll give my final thoughts. I'm just seeing what the schedule is. Mean, I mean,
2: we could, we could all sign off together. There's no problem. I mean, you know, we, we'll all get off together because okay. we, we actually you – know, next week we're all off because of the holidays between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, but, nice. uh, yeah, I mean, we get off our final thoughts. Uh, well, you know, who we got next? We got the Islanders, and then we got, what, five games? And then we got, what, the Capitals at home after that. And I think, I forgot if it was Tampa Bay on New Year's Eve or something. I forgot something. I got to look up the schedule.
1: Actually, I think we have, after this, we have three games. We have the Islanders, Washington, and then Tampa Bay, not even on the Eve, on the 20th. Oh, man, I should really wear my glasses once in a while. The 29th. 29th. Okay, so that will be 30th. December 29th is LA. Yeah, this year we don't have have the New Year's Eve game, but we have a New Year's Day game. We're in Florida at 5 o'clock. Right, right. All right, the year all right. off. Really
3: cool.
1: So that should be an interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, that's what the fun month of January.
2: Hey, yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, if we want to go for final thoughts or whoever you want to pass it to, uh, RP for final thoughts, and then, then you go from there. I tell
1: you what, I'm going to do final thoughts first because I'm falling asleep on you boys, and that's not cool. So <coughs> oh, you know, no. I got a couple of things to say. I want to thank everybody who participated in my Toy Chita to that took me away from you guys so much. We raised over $3,700 for Toys for Tots in New Jersey and in Staten Island. So uh, thank you for all of that. It was a very successful. Apologies that it took away from some blue-blue time, but the kids, I wanted to get this done the right way, so I put some time and effort into it. Uh, I'll be back up and writing with Forever Blue Shirts and Empire Sports Media in January once I take a much-needed break. It's a blast cooking with you guys all year long. I hope you have a great holiday and Merry Christmas. And I will see you guys in January 2023.
2: Hey, man, hell yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. shout out to RP, man. Thank you for leading the way, man, and definitely uh, lead the way going forward, man. RP, shout-outs to RP. He dropped. Uh, shout-outs to him. Um, I mean, I got a little bit of time. Uh, if you guys want to sign off, we can sign off on the postgame. I mean, I guess the, a Pittsburgh uh, loss with Malcolm scoring and Crosby scoring will make we may cut the show short, but if you guys want to stay off for another 20 minutes, we can let me know. Hey, if you got stuff
3: to talk about, Steve, I'll keep talking.
2: Um, yeah, I got, I mean, we can just, I mean, Hey man, listen, let's build on another seven game win streak, um, or even more. It's not going to be easy because the next three, you know, two division and one versus the defending Eastern conference champions. Uh, it's not an easy task. And then in January, um, you know, I, let me ask you this, Glenn and, and Scott. You can give me a what happened with the Panthers? I mean, it, where that was last year it was just a fluke because that's just not the same team.
3: From what I see, Steve, it's goaltending. Bob Bob uh-huh. uh, Bob Bob alternates uh, Bobrovsky. I'm talking about alternates between uh, a Vezina year and an AHL year, and this year he's had an AHL year. Um, and so I, I think that's a lot of the defense. They were, I mean, if you were, they were all offense last year. Uh, they never had a real strong defense as it was. Uh, and uh, you know, we saw that with the way they got uh, unceremoniously swept out of the first round. Uh, so their defense was never that great as it was. And if they're not getting the goaltending, you know, you, you you can only score so many goals in this league. Uh, there's a lot of good goalies there now. and, and from the little bit that I've seen of their games and what I see of of their, you know, standings in the league and everything, I think that's their biggest problem right now. they got to figure out uh, a way to get Bob uh, back on board because I, I think that's the problem that they're having right now. And they're they're in danger of, of falling out. I mean, they're like six, seven points out of a playoff spot now, I think. And uh, if they don't uh, figure it out quickly, they could find themselves out of it by mid-January.
2: All right, Scott. You have any thoughts on that, or anything else around NHL that you want to say? Or, uh, in looking at the
0: standings with Carolina's win over the Devils, which gives them a hilarious six in a row. <laughs> now, now with the Devils, when you win thirteen games in a row, a slide is inevitable. Obviously, we talked about that, but uh, six is a lot. Uh, you know, they, they, they've taken a thirteen-game win streak and made it seven. So, which is mm-hmm. still a very good win streak as we've just found out. But uh they have and they have fallen out of first place after all that. Mm-hmm. The Hurricanes now have mm-hmm. a two point lead. Uh games at hand aren't even, so uh, I, I think the Devils you, you know, fix like the six in a row is a lot. Like now now we start to wonder are they as good as mm-hmm. that uh you know, thirteen I think it was thirteen and they lost one and they won three more, I think. So it was um 16 out of 17, are they at that good? Now, I think we're all in agreement that they're at least a playoff team or at least a playoff contention team. But, uh, you know, winning 16 out of 17, Are they? were they at, at that good? Or is this six-game streak, uh, and, and hopefully, and counting, um, is this uh, more of a humbling experience that knocked them down to where they actually are? Who knows? Um, but the
3: good news is they're out of first and they've lost six in a row. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I was, I was going to bring that up too, to ask you guys, I mean, I'm the one two weeks ago that said, wow, I mean, I think the devils have probably built enough of a cushion there where you got to consider that they're going to be in. Um, And uh, you know, they had four, four losses uh, halfway through November. And you're like, boy, I mean, uh, how can they not be? But now you look at the standings, And Washington is six points behind them, and they're in sixth place in this division. And Washington is only six points behind them. So you really can't say Mm -hmm. that they have a playoff spot locked up. And so the question I would have for you guys is, do you think this is just a a natural regression that, uh, you know, they obviously couldn't keep playing at that level uh, for for much longer? uh, Or do you think the clock is striking midnight in New Jersey? <laughs> um, he, 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 you know they, they, they uh, I, I mean I'm in New Jersey and it's only 10:30 but I mean it seems like the clock might be striking midnight in New Jersey uh, cuz they uh you know I mean they were getting ungodly goaltending from uh, Vannechak uh which he had never shown that type of ability before really in Washington he was solid uh but uh you know they were getting Patrick Wall level goaltending from Vannechak um, they were scoring four or five goals a night uh and now uh you know they're not i think they got one tonight they they and and then uh, Jack Hughes scored it late uh they were getting shut out for most of the game um they're uh they're having a little trouble keeping the the puck out of the net so I mean what do you guys think do you think uh, uh you know this is just a bump in the road or do you think they're in trouble?
2: I was to ask Scott think- to speak with.
0: <laughs> I think it's just a bump in the road. Um, again, I don't yeah. think they are as good as 16 out of 17, and I think you nailed it with Vanacek. I remember when they signed him uh, In talking to my more level-headed, intelligent Devil fan friends. Uh, there are a few of them. Um, they, tell me where, we, we pretty tell much, me where I can find them. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much all agreed that Vanacek was a a vast improvement from Blackwood, but they didn't see him, uh, you know, raising the Stanley Cup with the Devils uh, at some point. They didn't think that he was the guy, uh, you know, to lock down for this window that is just opening for them. Um, So I think, I think you nailed it, Glenn. Uh, Yeah, he was playing way above his pay grade uh, early on, and he's come back down to earth. And if he's going to come back down to earth, then that, Pushed the team more in expectations of what we thought, which was a low to mid-level playoff team we, that still has a goaltending problem. Um, yeah. You know, and, and again, and who, who's I, to say that maybe that this, that this slide, you know, that, that the beginning of his season, is who he actually is? But mm-hmm. I think. All sides are pointing towards what we just said, that that's not like this is who he is, but you never know. Uh, and I think, yeah, I agree that that is why they are uh, struggling right now, because he has uh, the bubble has burst for him, not the team, but for him.
3: Yeah. And, and you know, you look yeah, go- at them and I think if, if this was happening to the Rangers last year, now the Rangers had some veterans on their team that, uh, you know, could provide some leadership for the young guys. But the Devils are a very young team. So now you wonder, uh, and I would be, if, if, if I was a Devils fan, uh, what is this doing to the confidence of a young team? The uh, Devils are very young. I mean, the, the, the leaders on that team, if you want to say Hughes, uh, if you want to say Nico Heischer, the captain, um, I don't know that the Devils have a lot of veteran leadership uh, on that team. Uh, so you wonder what, what what a stretch like this does to the confidence of the team. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them over the next month or so.
2: Yeah, I agree with you guys, uh, Glenn and Scott. Um, I think they overachieved, but I don't think they're as bad as the streak. They'll probably recover, but be, be a little bit more uh, not as consistent as they were when they were front running. So I think they're mm-hmm. actually a lot better than when they were from what they were. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll mm-hmm. pick it up. I think they'll pick it up. I don't. I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I think you know the what the type of hockey they were playing earlier in this year. I think they could recover a lot of that back for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but you know, um, they could yeah, pick I mean, back up. But they're in the same. They're in the same boat. The Rangers are and everybody else. This division has, is so bunched up now that you know they, they could right. get back to uh, a, a decent level, and and still miss out on the playoffs. So yeah, um, you know yeah. they. they I mean, I, I think this whole division is just going to go right down to the wire. you you got, you know, six teams, um, and, and you're probably going to get five of them out of the Metro division. So you got six teams uh, going for five spots. You figure you'll probably give Carolina one. Um, but everybody else, you know, I mean, Pittsburgh looks real good right now. We've looked good. Um, you know, the Devils, the Devils could recover and, and play at, at – you know, maybe it's more of a level that you would expect that team at that stage of their development to, to play, um, and mm-hmm. still wind up missing out. So, I mean, two weeks ago, I was the one that said, "Hey, they're they got a nice cushion. They're in." I didn't see this coming. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, unbelievable. But uh, you know, they're in. Within a couple of weeks, they're finding themselves uh, back in a in a real battle that they probably weren't expecting.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this league, man, it, it turns around so fast. I mean, it's yep. amazing how things look so good one minute and, and just at a drop of a, a hat, blink your eyes, you're just you're, you're free falling out of nowhere. I mean, even go back to last year, look at the Pacific Division, right? Like how up and down that was where Calgary and Edmonton were really running things and then they kind of fell out, out of the blue and then the teams on the other teams I picked up like the Kings were you know hit their stride and then they started to swell off and then Calgary and Edmonton picked it back up it's just a, it's just it's crazy how this particular league is like that it's, not, it's like like for instance if any other league baseball for the most part baseball basketball Football, like you, if you're front running, you're front running. Like if you're good, like you're kind of pretty much on cruise control, unless you really have some sort of huge collapse. Where in the NHL, unless you have an all-time type of team, uh, 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 like a team that's like a formidable Stanley Cup, uh, thoroughbred champions, like they're in the hunt, like like a Tampa Bay. Or you know, even going back to those capital teams that were getting the President's Trophy. I mean, outside of that, if you if you have the competitive nature within this division alone, like teams that we did not see, it's gonna, it's just, that's just gonna come with the territory. And I think that actually is actually great because you're gonna have this up and down ebb and flow with our own fans and other fans of the other teams. Gonna be happy one week, happy a couple of weeks, and just just gonna be pissed off or or two the yeah. next couple of weeks. Just, just that's just going. To, I mean, I think that's actually a, an interesting thing, you know. Yeah, and that's across the border yeah. on all the teams.
3: Yep. Well, and that yeah. and that lends to uh, what RP was saying about wanting more division games. I mean, when, when you got right, right. stuff like that. this, you want to see them playing each other every night. You know? Yeah. So, I mean. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, but
3: Glenn, like, like, what's the point of having a division? And you're not playing division
2: games. Like, like, pay pick, pick aside, like. <laughs> Not you, but I'm just speaking in general. You know, that was always my thought process on any sport. Why have divisions? I always thought divisions was outdated anyway. I, if you was to ask me, I just said get rid of the divisions in most of these sports. Just play this, you know, just have just fo- a football club, a hockey club, whatever. Just do your thing. Just play any team, and then you just pair up with the playoffs 1 through 16 or whatever. The best 16 get in, and then go from there. I always, always looked at it like that, too. But you know, they, I mean, yeah, sports yeah, hang on no, to these, these groupings.
3: Yeah, I mean, almost like baseball used to be, where you know you you didn't really play too much against the uh, the American League. You really kept, you know, if you if you if you take the Eastern and Western Conference and call them the National League and the American League, and right. you know, most of the games were played within y- your league, and then they started uh, you know interleague play, which actually I'm okay with. I think it's kind of cool, but uh, yeah, keeping together. Uh, like you say, and even if you want to do away with the divisions, I mean, I, I I understand what they're doing, like, with the playoff structure, and we'll get into that probably later in the season, one, one night. But, uh, you know, I see with the playoffs, the, the way they try to set up divisional uh, playoff series uh, until you get to the conference finals. Um, but, you know, on the one hand, that's great. But, you know, on the other hand, I'm tired of playing Washington and Pittsburgh every year in the playoffs. Um, I would like to, I would prefer to see them go one to eight, one through eight in the conference um, Mm -hmm. and, and and have the the team, the team with the most points get the benefit of playing the team with the least points. And then you don't have second round series that are potentially the two best teams in in, in the conference, you know, and then somebody's got, you know, somebody's got to go. So, I mean, that's something we could talk about at some point, but I'm not one who, who likes being so tied to the division. You know, whether you look at it at the conference or you look at it, you know, the league as a whole. I mean, I I remember going back in the days when uh, you played 1-16, through 16, no matter who they were. I, mean, I remember the Rangers one, one year in the early 80s playing the Kings in the first round, the two out of three, because mm-hmm. they played 1-16. at one through 16. Um, I mean, I don't know if you want to go to that extreme, but... At least in a conference. I'd rather see them play, you know, seed one through eight and then reseed, uh, and not just keep it within the division until you get to the conference finals. Because division games are fun. They're they're important. I mean, if I gotta sit through a couple more Columbus games to get a couple more Islander and Devil games, so be it. You know, that's fine. That's that's the price you pay. No no system's gonna be perfect.
2: Yeah, um, listen. As of right now, there's not really a team that's, like, really locked in. But I'll say this. Uh, I have not seen any one locked in on something in 2022 than Scott locked in on Delisandro's cheesesteaks in Philadelphia. Man, remember, yeah. that, I got a nap for oh, yeah. some food. Woo! I, I haven't seen yeah, something well, locked in like that since the, the, the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 84. Yeah. 84- <laughs> <laughs> well unfortunately it didn't materialize
0: and my reasoning was well a connor was being uh really whiny he was being whiny the whole night uh that's what happens when you uh hang out with a 24 year old uh, uh yep. you forget it makes you feel how you make makes you really realize how old we are <laughs> but uh so he was being whiny so but also my logic was I was, it was going to be to go anyway, and I didn't want my fir- – with so much hype about this delisandros I didn't want my first experience <laughs> to be a next-day reheat because you wouldn't get the full <laughs> effect, and it wouldn't be an accurate judging on the uh, – you know, you, you can do that after. After you've already had one, then, yeah, you can you, you can do the next-day reheat, but I didn't want my initial tasting of the Delisandros to be a next-day reheat, so it did not happen. Um, oh. But, yeah, the – yeah, so I had to settle for a one cheesesteak day, that's right and you know something, um, I'm actually because, you know, I'm in PA and I'm um, you know, an hour and 15 minutes away, there's actually some pretty good, damn good cheesesteaks around here too uh, I think, you know, the the whole like Philly thing, if you're you know, out of the region like, uh, like you two gentlemen are uh, that's one thing, but I do have access to some pretty damn good cheesesteaks around here too, so I did not get my fix, uh, you know, that Pretty much just open the floodgates, and there's going to be a little bit of a cheesesteak phase coming up here. Um, so, but I do have there's there's a, there's a chain called WizKids. I think it's a, a PA chain. Um, I don't know how far they go, but there's uh, there, there's one uh, next town over in Bethlehem, about ten minutes away. Coincidentally, I pass it every day or uh, every time I uh, have my roller hockey game on. Saturdays. So uh one of these days I will I uh, I I've had it before it's actually very good. So uh maybe I'm due for another run there. <laughs>
3: well, hey, you know Delafandro's might be another bleed blue road trip then, you know. Uh I mean, I I I got back from Philly in an hour and a half um and I mean, I I've driven into New York City an hour to get uh uh to get food if I got a craving for it. So we might have <laughs> to do uh where, where, whether it includes a game or not. We might have to do a, a D'Alessandro's road trip one day and uh, test it out. Oh,
2: absolutely. Just, uh, cause, cause, oh, go, ahead, go ahead, Scott.
3: I'm sorry. Uh, I was
0: just going to say, well, coincidentally, I was just looking up the schedule uh, today to see if we did play another game in, in, in Philly, and we do. Uh, unfortunately, it's a Wednesday night. It's a March. It's March 1st. Uh, that's a Wednesday night. Now I can probably get to that being, you know, here. Um, I don't know if that's a little bit out of your range, but it is a seven thirty rather than a seven o'clock game, and that extra half hour when you're battling a rush hour to get somewhere is actually pretty. Uh, that's a pretty huge thirty minutes. So just throwing that yeah. out there, well, we can obviously I, readdress as we get closer. But uh, there's something to I, put in your uh, roll next.
2: I yeah, I just kind of looked at it from a perspective watching the game with you guys, right? And I think it was like second, third period because I think Scott, you were closer to the to the Flyer fans when we asked those questions about you know top three cheesesteaks. And then it, it, your 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 game face has changed. Like not that you were not paying attention <laughs> to the game, but the fact that you know, you're a food guy, you know, you're a foodie, you know, you're a verified foodie, like like you are with your movies oh, yeah. and your TV shows. You're, the food like that's why if it was comp, would, like. Like I laugh because I know how serious you are about your food, and I know like like talking to Philadelphians, right? I I have this conversation with, and they all co-sign the same place. Like no matter what place, like the top five, they name the Southlanders is always their number one. It never fails. I've been there before, and it is legit. Like I I would put that as my number one, and I and I would try not to be, you know, follow the crowd, but based off how. What I had and how I had it, like yeah, I would have to agree with the locals. I would agree with that. And and the thing about that particular place, Glenna's Scott, is like it's not like it's near the stadiums. It's literally on the other side of the town. Um, yeah. But it and it what they do different. I believe is because of the bread. The bread is like the best that they do it. And then and then also the the aftertaste on the steak is just cooked perfect. The onions is perfect. So that's why when we asked the flyer fans that was sitting next to you, Scott, the first thing that came out of his mouth, the double Sounds, was "Your game phase just changed." I started laughing, man. I was like, "This guy, he's trying to bail. He's trying yeah. to bail, man." <laughs> yeah, Scott.
3: Definitely he's even, Scott definitely. Scott. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, he was already figuring out his path, how to get to the car, how to get on I-76. He was looking at <laughs> the traffic Scott, patterns. He, um, was already, he was already computing that shit in his
3: head during the game. Like, <laughs> that there, there is there is no doubt when Scott heard about Sandro's, his focus left the game a little bit. Not totally. Yeah. You know, oh, maybe man, he was 75% that. on the game and 25% on the Chiefs. Right,
2: exactly. Well, the reason <laughs>
3: The the reason why it, it, it hit me
0: so hard is because the gentleman <laughs> sitting next to me that said it, that was the third Philly person of the day right. that I spoke to that mentioned it. I mean, you know, everybody's got a different answer or whatnot, but uh, – uh, I had asked two Philly people earlier in the game because they were originally uh, Philly fans that are friends with. One guy I play hockey with, one guy I play roller hockey with, another guy that, uh, that I used to play ice hockey with um, – and I asked them both. I, I told them my chief take experience. I said, "What am I missing? What you know? What what needs to be done that I haven't done?" And they both said DeLisandro's. So when the guy sitting next to me said it, that's that's three in a
3: row. That's that's not a fluke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't ignore no. that. I had it. Scott had his own cr- Christmas story going there. He had visions of tea steaks dancing in his head. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's, yeah, that's that, that, sure. that that that
0: was my uh was, was my yep. air rifle, was my Daisy air rifle. Absolutely. Good reference. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I saw
3: the I saw the change. I saw the change. I saw it happen. <laughs> But no, yeah, I but mean no, that's good. You're gonna make me go down there myself and try them out if you guys. I mean,
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're all good. I mean, they're all fucking good. I mean, don't get me twisted. Like yeah. me personally, like I mean, I don't think I've never been to one that was like whack. Like I, they all have their flavor and they're all damn good. Like like what we had when we the twenty six, that's pretty damn good, you know. Um, like I like gyms. Well, you is closed or it was closed. You know, for the time being, temporary closed. Um, I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, it's hard to not pick one, you know what I'm saying? But Dallas, yep. like, it's like, it's, it's weird, because you could, okay, the locals are saying it, right? Now, Scott, you can go on, like, you know, these review sites, they're all like, no matter what review, you could be Oregon Steaks or whatever steak place this, that, Pat Geno's, whatever. Somebody's going to mention Dellosandros in every one of these reviews. It's crazy how that it works like that. The locals are saying it. People don't even know each other. They're co-signing that place. I definitely agree. I, I I can understand why. Like, damn, that shit. It was just right. It was like, not no, the bread was perfect. The aftertaste on the flavor of the, the the steak and the onion is perfect. The cheese melted all perfect together. That's how I looked at it. But yeah, I, I thought that was really hilarious, and I thought it was a good camaraderie, man. Um, the Xfinity with the Rangers fans didn't didn't expect a lot of them. The uh, you know the powwows, man, before the game. But uh, it was great to see uh, the Blue Shirt fans, you know, make the trip on the road and get another road victory. Um, yeah, let's get final thoughts. I mean, now we could get some final thoughts as we wrap up. Uh, whoever wants to go first, and then we'll, we'll shut it down. Because we'll, we're off next week. No show. So I'll be like, oh my god, no show, no show, no show nah, next week. Holidays, uh, Christmas, and New Year. So, uh, happy holidays to you guys. Happy Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all that good stuff. Uh, whoever wants to go first, feel free. Fire away. Your thoughts on the game that we lost, the the, the losing streak, the camaraderie, the the meetup. Let, let us know.
3: Well, you know, I'll 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 start. I I gotta give uh Scott kudos though on Tony and Nicks. He did a good job with finding that play. Oh, yeah. That that yeah. was Absolutely. also very good. So gotta give him kudos for that. Um well, what I will what I will say is th- this place sounds so good, is that, you know, if there's a Saturday night when the when the Flores are playing the Canadians or something, I can go down there roof of Montreal if it means going to Del <laughs> So you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be the Rangers. We could we could always go uh and and, uh root for the other team uh down in philly no matter who it is so we'll keep that in mind but uh i mean i don't
2: don't know i don't know if i I would i want to go that far i mean it's good okay but i'm not i'm not going to make it seem like man you gotta part the red sea to get it i'm not going to go that far well you guys have my curiosity
3: (laughs) perk you guys have my curiosity perk and if i got all the way down to philly in an hour and a half and I can get to Dallas Ambrose nah, in about an hour or so. If it might, in be, it cool. might be worth it. It might be worth it. No, no, if
2: you're in the area, cool. I, I would say if you're yeah. in the
3: area, cool. You're
2: within 25 minutes, 30 minutes, cool. But like Scott said, there's a million cheesesteak places in Jersey and in Pennsylvania.
3: Well, if, you know, I mean, I'm good. If, you know, I if, I drive, very... if I drive 30 minutes, then I'll be within 30 minutes.
2: Oh, here you go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I mean, I just drive 30 oh, minutes. Man. I'm only 30 minutes away. I'll stop there. All right. Um, Well, anyway, my my final thought is, I I don't know if you guys saw this. I think it was in a game last night. uh, The Colorado game was against the Islanders. And um, Kale McCarr has the puck, goes around the net, comes around the other side, and uh, somebody on the Islanders has a stick kind of on him a little bit. And McCarr goes down, referee's arm goes up, and McCarr gets up and he's like waving his one hand to the referee. And at the uh, at the next stoppage of play, McCarr goes to the ref and says, "He didn't trip me. I just slipped." And and the ref rescinded the penalty. So, I don't think I've ever seen that before, where, where a guy actually said, "You know, turned down a power play," and said, "No, no, no, he didn't really trip me." Makes me wonder if some of the players in this league are getting tired of all the ticky-tack uh, calls that are being. Uh, called by the referees and and finally somebody came out and was like no 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 he didn't trip me i don't know if you guys saw that i thought it was unbelievable i never saw it before but
2: so that's mm. my
3: final thought of the week
2: all right great uh shout out, no i
3: didn't see it but
2: glenn i want to say thank you for everything you've done uh you know coming on this platform to uh for the bleed blue show the ring podcast with ranger prowl and listen i i think scott could could attest to this uh that was a fantastic uh rangers uh photo album you brought uh to show us you know, i love those pictures uh-huh. the receipts the all the the collections you had of, of those memories back in the, the 90s man that that was great man thank you for bringing that man i, I think that was hey, uh, fantastic of you
3: i was trying to think all week what i could bring down to you guys that i thought you would get a kick out of and i figured yeah. that was the best one because you know since since uh there were pictures that that I took or my you know were taken by some people in my group uh there were there were you know scenes you guys had never seen before, so you know I figured it would be cool for you guys to to see what it was like that night, and uh I'm glad I was able to bring it down. I'm glad you guys enjoyed looking at it with the receipts with the four dollar beers. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that
0: was that's some incredible historian work. I mean, you well document even even the toll receipt, the tunnel. You, I mean, yep, you yep. Well, you you well <laughs> documented. I mean, that that is the the, the minutes of of the entire uh, night, start to finish, and that is very impressive. Uh, round of applause yep. for that.
3: That is uh, you and, know, and, 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 and don't forget the thirty dollars face value on a ticket for the Stanley Cup final. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah unbelievable uh, <laughs> uh yeah so no i i guess uh for my final thoughts uh I just it was it was great hanging out. I think we, we you know I, I had an absolute blast. Uh, everything was great, uh, you know the food and, and made sure uh, Glenn. I don't think you were there yet. I think when you walked in, we were already sitting. But uh, I think Steve yeah. saw the unbelievable move I pulled to get that table because if you remember, there was like <laughs> six tables in the whole place and the, the line's yeah. about fifteen people deep. And all it takes is one person to claim the, you know the entire table. Uh, there was a there was a girl coming out of line and she had to jump on me and I don't know where I got this, uh, you know, I, uh, I got Usain Bolt uh, speed <laughs> uh, <laughs> shutting through there and slid my ass on that seat uh, a good could half step to a step before she got there. It was a, it was a beautiful move. You know, normal hey. circumstances, I don't do that. Maybe I feel a little bad about it, but I did not. I had no, not one ounce of guilt or shame. I was damn proud of myself for that move.
3: <laughs> hey Scott, you know we, we were in Philly. You got to have that dog eat dog attitude. You know hey, I mean, exactly. Uh, oh, I'm with idea. you. On, I'm with you on it, that. <laughs> Hold on, I'm sorry Real, quick, real exactly. quick, Scott, before you go
2: Scott, before you yeah. go for your final thoughts could We we have to adjust yeah. this I'm, We said we were going to adjust this We only got like four minutes left We're going to get cut off Glenn, if you could quickly say this And then we can pass it to Scott sure. It's not the same feeling you're used to Right? No Based off no. temperament. If you want to speak on that real quick Because and and, we only got four minutes left And then Scott, you know, his final thoughts You know, he's going against so many of many years, you know <laughs>
3: I remember going I remember going down to the spectrum which, as I told you guys, my friends and I used to call the rectum, and uh, we, you know, we went down there for a few games, and and that was in the 80s, and I'm talking like the 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 uh, uh, you know the, the late 70s, Bobby Clark, uh, uh, Dave Brown, a little bit later on, you know those rough and tumble bad street, uh, uh, broad street bullies years, and if you walked into that place, it, it was a lot smaller than the Wells Fargo Center. You were really, you know, you really felt closed in, and and the fans were maniacal. Uh, so, you know, you really went there looking over your shoulders and all. So for anybody who's listening, I, I talked to Scott and, uh, and Steve last week, and I said, I haven't been down there in a long time. I said, are we going to wear, like, Ranger stuff, or are we going to be a little low-key about it? and uh you know Steve assured me and Scott said no and no, no, I was not like that anymore and uh no it was totally different i mean nobody bothered us it probably helped that it was about 40% ranger fans in the place there was blue everywhere um but a- any Florida fans that we did encounter you know were fine whether it was in the the bar restaurant before or or in the Wells Fargo center uh so then no, there was no problems and then obviously when uh uh steve you pointed out to me when uh, uh pre when they had that little uh ice capades kind of thing going on with christmas music and everything uh, <laughs> uh, 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 on the ice before the game i was like this, this is not this is not a ranger flyer game that i am used to at all i mean i thought i was in some <laughs> alternate universe uh but uh no you were you guys are right i mean it's you don't have to be afraid to go down there anymore. Said, it was a great experience. It was great meeting you guys. It was a fantastic day. It uh, couldn't have, Glenn, couldn't have said, gone any better. But, Glenn, yeah, it was that, a totally different said, world. It was a totally different world you said, than what I was used to before.
2: Glenn, you said that uh, what they usually do instead of saying Christmas songs and all that dancing stuff we saw, usually back then they would bring someone off of Broad Street and beat them up in center ice in front of the fans, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly I mean, I mean, there were as many fights in the stands As there were on the ice in those days You know? So, uh, seriously So, uh, you know, you had to be Looking over your shoulder all the time I mean, you, you wanted to be like we were Like, you know, way up with like Nobody really behind us That we had to worry about throwing beers on us and stuff Or uh, yeah. taking a t- Taking a sucker punch at us or something uh, But, uh, yeah. no, back in those days Seriously, there, there were more fights in the stands Even than there were on the ice. So it was nice to see over the years that they've, uh, become a little more civil down in Philadelphia. All
2: right. Shout yeah, out to it's, hey, it's got your thoughts, your final thoughts and everything else. It, and we'll wrap up.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, like, you know, we, we've talked obviously at length, uh, about how MSG has changed over the years with the prices, uh, and just the, the, the new, just weird generation of, of millennials and whatnot. Uh, you know, I talk about, um, <clears> How <throat> when I was down low, and a couple got up and left. Two to one. Uh, it was seven minutes left. Just got up and left because they'd seen their fill and had no business being there in those seats that they obviously got hooked up with from somebody's parents. Um, we're not the only one. Um, it's happening all over the place. Anybody, uh, you know, the price of tickets everywhere, and yep. we're, we saw it firsthand in Philly. They're they are not immune. <laughs> Uh, Their raucous, ridiculous that the, you know attitude that they're known for. Yeah, well, there were a few. There were definitely a few, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a minority now. Uh, it's not the majority. They they they've transformed just the same as we have. Uh, a lot of these arenas yeah. have. I'm uh, mm. in Boston too. You know, I, I've never paid under a hundred and fifty dollars for a Rangers Bruins game just to get in the house. I've uh, never been under that. Um, it, it, it's different up there, too. It's just a, we, 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 everywhere, no, nobody's immune to it. As, as long as they, uh, the price of these tickets are what they are, you're not going to mm. have the old school uh, afraid to wear other teams' colors, uh, your, your yep. team's colors in another team's house. Those days are over. Yep. You know, I mean, so It was great. nice that, that there were so many friendly people around. Those two guys to my left were great. That couple in front of us was hilarious. Um, yep. You know, then, the, and, and pretty much everybody else was Ranger fans. But, yeah, uh, well, no, you know, it is – Oh, did I, I, I tell you remember the other, the, the two guys, the supplier flyer fans who, uh, w- when they came out to the fire pit and, and the pit went off and, and we were, you know, having a great right, time right. laughing about it. I actually ran into them in the bathroom, uh, online uh, on for the bathroom. And I said, Hey, you guys were the ones that put the fire out. And they started laughing their asses off. And I was like, Hey, came back on like 10 minutes later, like pretty much as soon as you guys left and they were laughing, you know, it's, it's a weird feeling to be able to strike up conversation and have laughs with a random Philadelphia fan in the men's room. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's alcohol present, but uh,
3: it's it's more friendly than not. It's it's a weird feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were you were Scott. You were on the end there. You were talking up those guys next to you. You were talking up that couple in front of you. Uh, I mean, you you were talking to all the Firefly fans. Yeah, the um, the two guys next to me, uh, one of them was his first hockey
0: game ever. So I was making sure, uh, you know, I got to be an ambassador to the game there. Uh, I can't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can't get the shit talking going because I want to make sure that his experience uh, in his first game is going to be such that he's going to continue liking the sport and you know it, it was it was a foregone conclusion that his team was going to lose i uh, just want to make sure that uh, you know you don't have an asshole new york fan next to you making the experience just miserable so uh, no he right. he liked what he saw he he was he he loved the sport he was like where has this been my whole life <laughs> and uh, yep. you know he he had a good time they they, they had a good time um yeah yeah to, to so many nice people around it's just weird to see when everybody's wearing orange
3: <laughs> yeah yeah,
0: I still though, yeah. I will still not give the link the benefit of the doubt, or I guess will give the link the benefit of the doubt in that they are still mm-hmm. uh, douchebag city USA. So yeah. I will not yeah. venture it. I've I've worn Mets colors in in at uh, Citizens Bank repeatedly. I've worn Rangers colors uh, in this one repeatedly. Uh, what I will not do is Giants uh, at the link unless I'm sitting yeah. in a skybox.
2: Steve, have you
0: been
2: no, down there do. uh, for a Giants game I've, or either I, of you, I guess? I, 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 no, I, I, I haven't been there in years. And that was the rough years. That was the ter- Terrell Owens years. So that was like, oh, mm. five, the year they went to the Super Bowl. So that was like yeah. S- yeah. 16 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that. Um, but, yo, thanks for you guys, man. shout out to Glenn and Scott. We're going to wrap it up. We'll be bo- we'll be on in two weeks, not next week. We've got the holidays. All of you guys uh, enjoy. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, you know. uh you know, Chris, Merry Christmas and all that stuff. Happy New Year! Uh, we'll see you guys on social media. We'll catch up. We had a great time with the Ring Podcast. We're Ranger Proud. Shout out to RP, Glenn, Scott, and of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Spotify, Stitcher for the streaming devices to hear this episode and all of our episodes. And Scott uh, and Glenn, thank you. And we'll, we'll, we'll be. We'll catch up. Thank you, guys, ladies, and gentlemen. We blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, <laughs> blee blue, bleep blue, blee blue, bleep blue, blee blue. Bleep blue.